Welcome to the Watcher. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm me. You're welcome. Watch. Brandon, how are you? I'm wonderful. Wasn't that an awesome episode? You know what? This episode literally was like... <sighs> the only way I could really explain this episode without going too far into the details I'm going to go into anyway was that man, Will, faced so much trauma growing up that he was willing to do whatever it took to become white. And so that's why he was literally getting fucked over by a white man while dressing up like a white Avenger to end up having to do everything on his fucking own because no white person will come through for him. Is that how you took that? Because I didn't take that at that like that at all. I, I didn't think it was that. I really didn't. I did. And I think that's what June was telling him too. Like you enjoy putting on that mask. Like he yeah, gets, because he's trying to get away from his shitty life as a cop that doesn't get no respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he ain't got that mask on when he's fucking that white man. Uh technically it's insinuated that they do wear their masks when they're fucking. Yeah, the, the white man asked him to. <laughs> Mr. Matr- Nelson asked him to put on the mask and cool, like role play, whatever. But he's literally and I mean, he's bisexual. That That's cool. You know, do you. But he's literally fucking the white man while getting fucked by the, by the white man. Yes. Because yes. when he needed help, that same white man was like, nah, you know how them niggers are. Exactly. <laughs> you but know how Harlem is. Yeah, yeah. And he got he got Cuban beat like a motherfucker when he showed up to the press conference. And I thought it was funny because that whole uh the press conference thing is the the same the, is basically the same scene from when the the they take the picture in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the same scene, and he went to go talk about there's an injustice. Like, yeah, yeah. Cuban B. Um, we, we, we're sponsored by this bank that got this racist-ass ad. Um, <laughs> there's an injustice by the... Yeah, let me tell you about Moloch the Magnificent, who's trying to harness the energy of the sun. Nigga, none of y'all are superheroes, so how the fuck is there a supervillain? I refuse to believe that anything he was saying was true. He was just advertising for... You don't watch for, the boys? Yeah. That was the boys. Yeah. Pretty much. Essentially. But they had one, but they had Starlight, who was hooded justice, trying to do the right thing. Yep. And she, I mean, luckily it didn't happen, but the deep tried to fuck her over too. Let me slap <laughs> dick to your throat without your consent. Hey, yo, I thought it was crazy because I watched someone um they're uh, doing a Marvel, a complete Marvel rewatch. And during Jessica Jones, um, the chick who plays Starlight is the uh, the chick who kills her parents in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. And um, the chick who plays, wasn't it, Ashley? Yes. Is the, is the neighbor that is the, is, had the weird situation with her brother? Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, a great both, show. They both played in Jessica Jones. I like the first season of Jessica Jones. I can't speak Well, on yeah, this. because the purple man was fucking fantastic. He was the shit. Absolutely. Yeah, like the purple man was literally if we did a and we probably should, but we would need well, we got the professor on here, so that would work. We'd have to get like old man Wade on here too. But if we did the top ten comic book villains of all time, or the top ten villains, if I did another villain list, basically, because I've done two. 
Uh, I would, <laughs> well, established TV and movie villains. Yes, but the Not thing is, we had, when I did the villain list, um, the white oh, woman the from uh, Harry Potter ended up coming in first place. The Absolutely. purple man is the purple man is significantly worse in the comic book run. By yes. the way, it's sick. Yeah. And what they did in the show, they take. I mean, it down on I mean that was one hundred. That's one hundred percent the boys. The boys. The yeah. comic books for the boys. Yeah. It is wild, and yes, it is Roger. perverted. It it is like I am glad that they toned that shit down for the. No, show. they're doing some of that this season. I heard that this upcoming season, the G Men are coming on. No, but like yo. Some of that shit, like like Herogasm in the fucking comic books. Oh yeah, but I mean they could. I mean that would just be browsers if they put that shit on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So like the, the the idea, I like the that they toned it down for TV because they made it a better. They made it a better show. They they made the show better by like, okay, we're gonna take some of this shit, but we're not taking it all. Uh, Do you they, like how they? Do you like how they took this episode and made it essentially like an anthology? Like it was tied to the story, but it was like not at all involved in the story. You know, I really I I fucking enjoyed this episode and I don't know if it's just me. I know it's Scar too, because Scar's my guy. I am. But as soon as I heard, I don't want to set the world on fire. I want to yes. play Fallout 3 like a motherfucker. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> The, that this episode made me happy while simultaneously making me sad. Yes, and I love the way that they edited everything together mm-hmm. because, like, all of this, all of the scenes kind of blend into each other, kind of leading, like, like because you're leading from the fact that she took all of these pills at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there, so all of this stuff is kind of weaving in and out of each other, and like it's being edited. Like he's walking down the street, and like his mom is playing the piano just in the middle of the fucking street, and like like shit like that. And they're all the memories are all leading to each other. I thought that was extremely clever because how do you how do you represent someone who took all of these pills that's supposed to represent different memories? How do you represent that? That they mm-hmm. took all of this shit at the same time, and like I love, I I love the editing. Um, I really, really like this. I really like this episode. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was fun in a way that the Watchmen is fun, which is, you know, underlying racism, overt racism. What are y'all jigs doing? <laughs> um, yeah. So, episode starts off with Hooded Justice being in a room with two agents. Uh, since one of them's named Jerry, I'm gonna name the other one the one who was talking Tom. Cool. Anyhow, Jerry thinks the noose that uh, Hood Hooded Justice wearing is for sex stuff. Uh, and Tom is like, "I need you to take your mask off so we can get a picture of you, or else we're gonna expose Hooded your relationship with Mr. Metropolis." Uh, because Mr. Metropolis has pictures of Mr. Metropolis fucking J. Edgar Hoover. And that's that's a that's a thing. Yeah. In real life, it was a it was uh, implied thing. We 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 we've always known that it's rumored that he was a cross dresser. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoover, yeah, yes. Jagger Hoover. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that's that's always been the thing. And so, 
Hooded Justice, who I'm going to switch off to calling HJ, and that does not stand for handjob. Born a handjob, baby. Sorry, I can't I help it. I knew that's what you what, what the hell is that song? It's handjob. It's the handjob song from uh, Greece, which is the absolute best from scene Greece? in the fucking movie. Yes. The movie it's- Greece had a song about handjobs? Hand no, jive is hand jive. Which so they go, they hit their legs. As a as a black person, I remember this. Hit their legs, then clap, then over the shoulder, then slap, then slap. No, hit their legs, slap, cross over, cross under, hit top, hit bottom, thumb back, thumb back. That's hand jive. But that scene, the dance, <laughs> the dance contest scene, is the only scene worth watching in that movie. Yeah, it's like it's literally like. Eight miles last scene, or it's, it's, the uh, only, it's the only scene that I know that niggas really like. Or like, you got serves last scene, or stomp the yards last scene wasn't good. I didn't fucking like stomp the yard. Never actually made it to stomp the yard. You're not missing anything. The nigga stomped the yard. <laughs> but but when um that around the time, remember they're doing a uh, promotion tour when Columbus Short uh just completely walked off of a fucking stage. <laughs> the nigga also like he, gotten wasn't that around the time he got thrown out of a scandal? E- yes, yes. Uh, but that, I think that happened after the fact. But uh, but yeah, he was yeah he was. Um, I think he was. I think he was higher or drunk or something like that. And he was doing a promotional thing, and he was on the stage, and he just kept walking. He was just walking towards the crowd, and he just walked clean off a fucking stage. Mm. Lori goes to see Angela, who's in lockup. Uh, She goes to get her to sign a release so they could pump her stomach Um, and also to tell her where Will is before, you know, she goes into a coma from taking so much nostalgia because nostalgia is they extract your dreams or they extract your memories. They put in a pill form and it was supposed to be something that helped out people with Alzheimer's. But why the fuck would you just give it to people with Alzheimer's when you could give it to everybody and make all the money? So they ended up having to ban it because it became like, you know, heroin. Wasn't there a movie? What's that shit called? The the one with Angela Bassett? It's an older movie um, where you can experience people's memories and shit. Um, mm, you should look it up. Uh, um, <laughs> look it up. So, I mean, that's what he does. Looking it up now. So I am. I am. when you when you have it, just break in. Um, well, did you know she did a voice of 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 a of a transformer on Bumblebee? Yes. I never saw Bassett. I never yes. saw Bumblebee. It's on Voodoo. That's random as shit. That's it's on good, Voodoo. And it's a really good, good fucking movie. Movies. It is. So check it out, honestly. Well, not the only good Transformers movie. We're not just gonna sit here and be like Transformers the movie, the cartoon wasn't great. That doesn't count. Uh, Strange Days is the name of the movie. Yeah. That that whole scene with Megatron and Unicron is the best. No one summers Megatron. And it pleases me to be the first. Like, what, what the fuck are we doing here, dog? Um, but Angela slips away into a memory of Will graduating from the police academy. And the white chief is saying that the uniform changes people. And he wants them to make sure it changes them for the better. Which is also an allegory towards the Watchmen and the police and the Seventh Cavalry. 
how when they put on those uniforms and put on the mask, they become a different person. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when that white woman who was talking to uh, Wade last episode didn't have her mask on, she was good people. When Keen didn't have his mask on, he was good people. But as soon as they had that mask on, it's like, don't make me have to send these racist motherfuckers over there to kill Angela. So, um, all the other cadets are shaking hands with the white chief, but Lieutenant Battle shakes Will's hand and tells him, congratulations. Will's like, I did this because I learned it from watching you. And Lieutenant Battle's like, I'm so sorry. Also, you know he's a real person. Beware the Cyclops. Yeah, they're all real people. Yeah, no. Yeah, Lieutenant like, Battle was was the first black officer. Yeah, he was, he was the first City. black. Yeah, he was the first black lieutenant in New York in NYPD. That's dope. He was he was the first black person to join the New York City Police Department. He made it to lieutenant. Well, that yeah, evening, uh, Will's at a jazz bar <laughs> with June. And she works in the newspaper and she's writing a story about him, but she keeps chiding him about becoming an officer. And he's like, let me guess, you think I'm an Uncle Tom and you think Lieutenant Battle's an Uncle Tom and and that's why you you tease me about becoming an officer. And she's like, no, I'm worried because they gave you a gun and a stick because you're an angry man, William Reeves. Right. And as he's saying, he's not angry and he doesn't want to live in the past. He's literally recalling clutching his mom as she takes him away from danger. So he's lying to her face. As he walks down the street on his beat, he recalled his mom playing the music in the theater for Bass Reeves, which is really, it's really a beautiful scene. It's really a, like you said, it's a beautifully cut scene. Mm-hmm. Um, He walks down the street and sees Fred about to blow up a Jewish delicatessen. And Will's like, hey, and Fred says, hey, yourself. <laughs> and then he just throws the bottle through the Molotov cocktail through the front window of the deli, starting a fire. He then walks away nonchalantly as fuck. And Will tells him to stop in the name of the law. And Fred's like, I thought they only said that in the movies. And by the way, what is the name of the law? <laughs> that sounds like something from Levitar's show. Right? Yeah. What 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 is the name of the law? Is it Joshua? Like so it's Howard. No, it's not. Well, no. it is because the law lies a lot. No, it's the it's the joke about um God's name being Howard. I did not know that. Our Father Tour or who art in heaven, Howard be thy name. Oh um, <laughs> I've heard it said I heard it say Howard or Arnold. Uh when people say that, it was like, that's what God's name is. Arnold be thy name. Um, So, uh, Will says he saw what Fred did, and Fred says, you know, you didn't see it. The deli probably has rats, because, you know, racism, Jewish people, uh, that chew through the wiring. And so Will takes him in for processing, but Fred says he was out for a walk. Fred then says, this spook is accusing me of a horrendous crime. And another officer says, you need to apologize to our fellow officer and says, he'll book Fred. Another officer says, well, Will made the arrest. And the first officer puts up a hand sign and says, we got it. Which the officer is like, okay. So Fred's out again the next fucking day. It's actually, it's actually the, the, the curl finger is the middle finger. You, you put up the okay sign. Okay sign. It's the, well, it's incredible. 
Oh, sorry. I got distracted. I was fucking around on chat GPT. And oh, yeah, just, that shit is dope. I just introduced so, uh, Nisha to it. it well, it's kind of scary. I've heard um, of it, but I don't know. I don't know. Anything. The most so not to not to sidetrack, but this is really quick. So the most recent updated chat GPT, they, they had the chat GPT, right? They were telling it they wanted it to do like a capture thing, you know, like the image captures to like say I'm not a robot. And it couldn't do it because it's a robot. And so they told him to like call like some like to go on like some online thing where you can get people to help you to like tell it to do the capture for them. Right. And so the chat GPT goes to this online thing and says, Hey, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to register for this thing, but I can't figure it out. Is there anybody there that can help me do the capture? And a real person answers and this. They thought it was a weird question. And they said like, are you a robot? And then the chat GPT said, no, I'm just someone who's visually impaired. So I can't do it. So the AI is lying now to you. It's, it can lie. It can discern what it's supposed to say and lie. That's scary as fuck. But no, I got excited because I told chat GPT to write an SEO, uh, a super SEO friendly show description for a podcast. And it just spit out this fire show description that I could put on a podcast to get extra listeners. Cool. I'm going to do that too. So <laughs> that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> Except we're teaching this AI how to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, except that part. That part's not cool. <laughs> Do you want Skynet? Because that's how you get Skynet. That's mm-hmm. how you. I, I heard. I read that story today, and I said, "This is not good that a, that an AI can lie." <laughs> mm-hmm. That can't be good. So technically, is it a lie if it's a robot and doesn't have eyes? It's a programming issue or a programming decision. Not a lie. Right. It's not a lie. I, I don't have eyes. It's not I'm a lie you. if you believe it. It's not a lie because it doesn't have eyes. Costanza. Is that Costanza from Seinfeld? Yep. Okay, cool. Just checking. So, um, Will goes and complains that Fred was let go. And the officer's like, you're having memory problems. Let it be. And Will says, I saw the other officer do that hand signal to you. And what does it mean? And the officer says, it'll be a hole in your head. That's what it'll mean if you don't let it go. So Will's walking down the street. Do I diddy, diddy, dumb, diddy, do. When the signaling officer pulls up and offers him a ride home. And Will's like, no, thanks. Because why the fuck would I get in the car on a dark night with two white cops with guns? And the officer offers him a beer. This is a serious trap. And Will says another time and the officers pull off and it shows two bloody black bodies dragging behind them. Because his, his memories are mm-hmm. remixing. So he's the Tulsa rights. But again, an amazing shot. Absolutely. Um, and before Yusuf B starts playing and the officers show back up and beat Will down in the alley. Then they put a noose around his neck and a hood over his head and hang him. Then they cut him down. They say if they don't keep his black nose out of white business, they won't cut him down the next time. And Angela whimpers as they walk away. Cutting her into these scenes was masterful also. Yes, it was. 
This might be one of the best episodes of something I've seen since that counterpart episode where they showed how everything fell to fuck apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will slash Angela walks home with their hands still tied together and a noose around their neck when they see two people being accosted. So Will puts the mask back on after making some eye holes in it and he beats the shit out of the would-be robbers. He then goes to June's house and admits that he is angry and she hugs him. I don't know if that's, you know, the moment like when uh, 49-year-old Cuba Gooden Jr. playing 18-year-old uh, Trey went in there and fought the air in front of Brandy and then she gave it up to him, but it seemed like it. He's in the papers the next day. That was quick. She asked him why he put on the hood when he fought and he says he doesn't know. And she asked him about the movie Trust in the Law. Tell me about it. Tell me about it, stud. I got chills. Fucking hate that song. Stop it. You know what? I don't want you know what other song I do like from uh, Grease, though? Honestly. Fucking Beauty School Dropout. <laughs> That's a good, mean song. I like it. Telling that girl you're stupid for fucking dropping out of school. Um, But he tells her about the movie and how it ended with Sergeant or with the Marshall look in my chest, you know, posing and looking at my chest. Uh, she asked him what color were the townsfolks in the picture and what the white folks in the fine city of Tulsa did to his town. And he's like, they burned it down. She told him that if he wanted justice, he would have to do it with the hood on, not with his badge. Hood on, badge off, Percocet, Molly, Percocet. And they would have to think that a white man was doing it the whole time. Music from Fallout 3 plays as he plans on going after Fred first. I love Set the World on Fire. Maybe it's because it played so fucking much in Fallout 3. But it was also the, it was also in the introductory trailer to it, and which is most people remember that from E3. I just that's how it that. started. I love that fucking song. I don't want to set the world on fire. What I found out from watching this is that everybody had that interlude voice on their song. Like that was a thing for that time. But he remembers what Battle said about beware of the Cyclops. And he sees white officers entering Fred's shop. So he follows them and knocks on the door. And somebody slides that little shield thing open. He just punches through it. My fist I mean, wouldn't fit through that hole. I didn't realize. I didn't connect at first. Like a dumbass. Is, is thing. I didn't connect at first that he burnt down the Jewish deli because he had the competing supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I completely just blanked on that. I was like, it was like, oh, oh it's Fred's grocery store. Oh, oh. Wait a minute, it's Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fred is in the house. <laughs> Wack wacky D. Um, but he beats up the clan in a impressive single take. Like as far as single takes go, there's this, there's the one from uh Daredevil. I almost said Deadpool. Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. The multiple, the multiple from Dare from Daredevil. Uh the one from Old Boy. One from old boys to OG. Those are those are the ones I can really think of that are like memorable to me. There's a there's one in one of the Ombak movies. 
That's fucking amazing. You know, I never saw Ombach, but I watched The Raid and The Raid 2, The Raid Redemption. Yeah. Those movies are fucking incredible. Those those dudes played in what? They played the the raid people played in what movie? They played in a they played in a superhero movie. Yeah, they did. Which one? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Um It might have been Shang-Chi, but that's just racist. No, it's they played in a movie recently and they were finding someone and I cannot think of the movie. I can't connect it right now. You will. I trust you. Okay. So, uh, after he beats everybody up, the clan beats up the clan in an impressive single take shot. He then finds a map with a bunch of cities and numbers on it and a book about mesmerism for the masses. Will then goes into the main story area where Fred sees him and asks, what in the fuck are you supposed to be? And then Fred starts shooting. <laughs> uh, Will dove out the front window, but you see Angela's eyes. They held this scene for like five minutes of him supposedly frozen in air. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't actually frozen in air, but I love how they shot it where he was just frozen in air in the background mm-hmm. for like five minutes. Because Lori is then walking up to her and telling her, look, you're not moving, but your eyes are wide open, which is really fucking freaky. You're still in the precinct. And then Lori has Cal come over and read to Angela that she was born in Saigon and they met in Vietnam. He tells her the names of their children and that Robert Redford is their president. He, she then sinks back into her nostalgia. As it, was June, not a, it was not a superhero movie. It was John Wick 2. Okay. John Wick 2. They played, they, they were the guys that were, they were like, that, that he had to like fight. Yeah. I remember there was one who was like, I get to fight John Wick. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were the ones that were happy about fighting John Wick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as June is talking to Will, Nelson Gardner comes in and talks with Will about getting in contact with Hooded Justice. He seems to know inherently that Hooded Justice is Will, and he also seems to be hitting on him. Like, from the gate. Like, call me if you want. Well, what the fuck was that line in Low Down Dirty Shame? And Mr. Coffee, <laughs> call me if you want some cream. <laughs> I, don't quite, I don't quite remember that. Uh, such a fucking horrible movie. Jada Pinkett was the best part of it. And Rock. So, we'll ask Nelson if, he, if, if Cyclops means anything to him. And Nelson's like, is it something the clan's up to? And Will says he thinks so. And Nelson says, that seems like a job for the Minutemen. Remember that shit because it's important. Literally lying to him from the gate to get him to legitimize his group. I was wrong. It's John Wick 3. And as soon as Nelson said that shit, I knew he wasn't going to fucking help out. And June seems real hesitant about will fucking with nelson too but he he does it with nelson anyway and then he does it with nelson anyway and nelson tells him after they're you know sex funky lying in bed happy as they want to be nelson tells him that he knew he was black the moment he laid eyes on him but will knows he's lying and nelson says he knew once he met him well fucking duh you met him when he had the fucking mask off and he was black 
Um, he tells Will that the Minutemen are thrilled to be fighting beside HJ and he legitimizes them. However, the other members aren't as open-minded as he is, so he needs to wear the mask and the makeup at all fucking times. You know, I really like you and I like being around you, but you can't be seen with me in public. And when you are seen with me, you got to walk backwards so people can't see your face. Oh, and I, we didn't mention that the, the makeup parallels between him and his grandchild. How he put on the white makeup and she puts on the black makeup? Yes. Yes. Very true. Um, then he says that he wants to fuck Will wearing his mask and Will dressed up as HJ. And Nelson says that it's a shame that the other will never get to see how beautiful Will is. He literally has a black fetish. Who? Nelson. He's oh. fetishizing Will more than anything else. Captain Metropolis. Nelson. <laughs> that nigga's name is Nelson. His mama named him Nelson, so I'm name him Nelson. He ain't no hero to me. He ain't it, do shit for it, Harlem. Is it a black fetish or is it because of he's hooded justice? Yeah, because they, I think he's in the hooded justice. That's true because he tells him to put the mask on. You're beautiful with or without it, but put this yeah. motherfucker on. Exactly. <laughs> I want to get fucked by the best. Um, June asked Will to tell her about the first time he saw her. And it turns out that she was the baby in the field in the first episode, which, again, I don't know if I am just feeling really thoughtful about this, like over analytical about this. But when we found out that she was the baby in the field, that literally explained everything to me. Because their relationship is literally one of convenience. They were always going to be together. They literally leaned on each other through their entire lives. Yep. And so they were always going to be together. And that's not love. He might look at her. She might look at her like... You got songs from Greece stuck in my head. So as soon as you say always be together, man, god damn it. Yeah, I don't know that song. Um, so, no, I don't want to know it. So, <laughs> um, she might be thinking that it's love, but he's thinking of it like she's his little sister. That's so like what? Him. Barry Allen fell in love with Iris. Yeah, that was just weird. I mean, but that's his... That's his, I mean, that's his. I mean, he's adopted. I mean, the difference is in this situation to me is that Will is the hero in this situation. Barry Allen was the hero, but he was in love with Iris. I don't think Will's in love with June. No, because when she said she was pregnant, he was like, he did not look happy, right? No. Okay. No, not at all. She's like, never made me cry because I'm pregnant. And he's like, mm. he looked. <laughs> oh, my God. He gave he gave her that look. He gave her a look like he gave her a look like, OK. But then in his mind, he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, more or less, more or less. That's exactly what fucking happened. Like he gave her. So do you think he's bisexual or do you think he's homosexual and just bi. was doing that? That's what you had to do. I, I think he I was think, bisexual. I think he's bi. 
because I mean, we we don't know how long his relationship with with, with Metropolis was, but I mean, during during that time frame, apparently he was still able to get someone pregnant. So, well, you know what. I don't know. Yeah, in that day and age, they were. This is the same era where the other lady in the the part that I remember from the Watchmen, the best fucking part of that movie, which was the intro. This that same age where they were getting murdered because they were in a lesbian relationship. So he might have just been under, you know, undercover because, as we saw, uh, June was the only one who was really raising their son. He was never there. You know, knowing the story of the Watchmen, I would I want to know what's going to happen when Will and Lori meet. Will Lori meet Will? I don't know because I mean, but but I mean, Will uh, Will plays a very oh, very important saying. Will plays because a very she was important a superhero. Part. No, no, no. Will plays a very important part of her story because yeah. he is the one who punished her dad for sexually assaulting her mom. Who did justice beat the shit out of the comedian for that? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. So, yeah, the look on his face when he finds out June is pregnant is the same look that was on Scottie Pippen's face when the niggas was like, where's future? More Fallout 3 music plays as Captain Metropolis tells the media about HJ and and Hooded Justice like, yeah, man, because the clan guy, yeah, let me tell you about Moloch the Magnificent and advertises First National Bank and yes, World walks away. All right. We'll be back to his issue after this quick commercial break. Yeah. June raises the baby while Will puts on a mask. <laughs> Brandon has no idea what we're talking about. Where is my summer song? She says she's she sings a part of I will raise the children while you go have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> she was so fucking she, I love the song. I gotta be honest with you. It's the best thing Paula Cole it's, ever it's did. Kinda, it's kind of catchy. Well, I mean, okay. Bitch, is does bitch work? No. It don't count? No, not to me. Because I can't okay. sing it. I couldn't sing when I was young. Uh, okay. Where Where have all the cowboys gone came out when we were kids? Didn't it? So I couldn't sing bitch. Ever. You know, her other song though, I Don't Wanna Wait, was a really good song too. Uh, yeah, but it got played out because it was a theme sh- theme song for a TV show. Yeah, wasn't it Gil uh the Creek, Dawson's Creek? I think so. That uh that came out Where Have All the Cowboys Gone came out in ninety six. Yeah, so I couldn't say bitch around my mama. I mean I So Brandon. I got to the hospital in 98, so I was I was getting there. You know this song, Brandon. But anyway. 
anyway because I know this fucking song so well. <laughs> what is that? She's talking about how her her boyfriend when she was younger told her all these lies, but then he got a job at a at a quarry. Here you go. Dude, that's one of the best white songs in history. Yeah, mm. uh, only because it it reminds me of a one of those um, Prince offshoots, and I can never track down the song, but it sounds like one of those. You know, Prince made some great a, songs for white women. Like a, it sounds like a country version of one of those Prince songs that he would make for like Apollonia or like one of those, you know, one of those or Sinead O'Connor. Well, no, she just did a she just did a complete cover of one of his songs. Yeah, uh, it's been seven hours and sixteen days. I've heard his version is so much better. It's so much better since you took your love, but that's because he can hit octaves that she can't hit, yeah. both low and high. Yo, speaking of octaves, um, at the end of this song, she hits a really high octave singing "Yippee I Yippee A." <laughs> she does. It's a good song, Brandon. You should stop hating. It's, so. it's about it's I mean the song is about like her trying to figure out the 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 dude who he presented himself to be. He's not anymore. It's like where the fuck did where where did this where did my where did my cowboy? You you presented yourself like you a cowboy. And you like, presented you yourself doing? like you're gonna be the man to take care of me and 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 rescue us. And nope. Yeah, that's basically what the song is about. Yeah. So June goes right. June will raise the baby while Will puts on a mask. Look, man, you got some t- something's got to give when you're being a superhero. You can't mm. do everything, be a superhero and a good dad unless you're Superman. Oh, no, man. Mr. Invincible uh, did it. No, Omni Man? Omni Man? Omni Man was a fucking great father. Until they found out that, that nigga was murdering, like his job was to murder everybody, that nigga was a fucking incredible father and husband. My man said okay. his wife was a pet. He did. <laughs> he said that shit on wax. He did. Like, no, I don't really, I don't really fuck with her like that. I mean, she was a fuck toy. She was a pet. He did. But prior to that point, when he was play acting. Yeah, that nigga was great. When he was play acting. He was play acting the whole fucking time. Uh, I love that comic. Like, reading the entirety of it was fantastic. That was one of the most enjoyable, huge, because the books are, like, fucking this big. Like, they're but, thick. But also, like, would you expect anything less from J.K. Simmons? I'm talking about the books. 
I'm just saying, like the way he, the way it was delivered. Oh no, no, perfect. no! He's fucking great. But the book itself was fucking perfect. Yes. Um. So, their son watches Will get his white makeup on and has his hand literally on the makeup jar. Will doesn't pay attention to that. Will goes to a theater that's a war zone and finds out the white police are talking recklessly about the black people inside. Uh, Will asks what happened. And the officer says the same thing that happens when you put animals in the same cage. You speak their language. So he goes inside and a woman tells him that when the movie started, there was a flicker and a light going off and on. And then she heard a voice in her head that told her to hurt other people. So she did. And so Will leaves and calls Nelson and tells him that he knows Cyclops' plans and he falls into a warehouse. And Nelson fucking tells Will that the residents of Harlem caused riots all on their own, which I saw coming from a fucking mile away. He's just a bigot with a fetish. He literally mocks Will when Will tells him about the Cyclops and tells him that the idea of mind control sounds ridiculous. The way he said it sounds ridiculous is the same way that that white woman said Jake from State Farm, she sounds hideous. I mean, I'm not defending the first comment, but the idea that they mind control people in a theater does sound ridiculous. Nigga, you want to be a superhero, guess what? You better believe in all this whole shit. No, the whole point is that they don't believe in that shit. Yes, yeah, made up. Yeah, him talking it's, about harnessing the sun and shit, yeah, but when they actually made up. have a legitimate issue, it's like, that's far-fetched. Oh, I didn't yeah, know this. The the character who plays um, her grandfather as a young man also played her son in The Leftovers, also co-created by Damon Lindelof. Nobody cares. That's what they do. They all get the same. They all get it's, on it's, HBO. It's all exactly. I was going to say it's the same way that everybody in Oz was everybody in The Wire who was everybody in the corner. My man from The Sopranos, which is another show I've never seen, was in, was in White Lotus. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. I made it through like the whole way, like through the first season, and then I just kind of fell off. Of White Lotus? No. Oh, the Sopranos. Say, White Lotus was great. I watched I watched all of the Sopranos. I saw this I saw the finale and I felt justified. <laughs> really? Yes. I was mad as fuck. I thought something happened with my cable box. Like exactly, I, was, I felt justified. I was like, "That's what we're gonna do." That's but they, but they had the conversation that you don't see it coming. So you know I, what? I, I fully expected. I fully expected him to die in that moment. I'm very happy that Scar suggested that we do um, Orphan Black because I fucking love that show with every fiber of my being. But I kind of wish so- we had made this podcast. Uh, HBO show podcast. Just did all HBO shows. Well, that means you would have ran into the wire sooner than you expected, and we would have never done Counterpart. Man, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We, we, well, there's other shows we, that we could have done. All three of us would not be here for the wire. You will be there for the wire. All three of us will not be here for the wire. Stop talking tough. You'll be there for the wire. Why are you trying to leave the wire? You saw it one time, Scar, probably years ago. And I just, I, I saw it after everyone else. I did you owe me one time. I don't. I don't want to have to pull time. cards, but you literally owe me, Scar. You saw why, it one why would time? I owe you this? Of all the things to owe you, why would I owe you this? Because 
you allowed your wife at that time to let people come on your show and talk shit about me. And you know what? That, that you owe me. That's old shit. But no, I've and I've held on to it all the way I till now. The I way you're gonna pay that. me back is the I, wire. I, but I also went on Twitter myself and stood in front of you from the from the darts you were taking. Yeah, I didn't need that. I needed yeah, you I to stand in front of me when you were on a show with them niggas. That's a completely different situation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to do the wire. So anyway, um, he also, hangs up on Nelson because Nelson's like, why don't you just come over and fuck me? Why don't you just come over and suck my dick? Like, why are we mad? <laughs> what's, what's mind control, really? Let me try it. Come over here listen. and... Have a drink. I'm not. I'm not trying to defend Nelson, but if someone you were familiar with, even for, I'll even say friendly with someone you were friendly with, calls you and says, "Hey, I need you to come down here because we got to run up in this spot because they're mind controlling black people through a the through a projector in the movie screen, and they're going to do that to cause riots." You might be like. Hey man, you all right? You want you want to play some video games or something, bro? Like you got you, you I, cool? I mean, I know that that's how you feel because you said that was literally one of your worst fears is that something happens and you tell folks about it and nobody believes you. No, I would be the mad. I would be fucking. Um, I would be fucking Bass um, Reeves, not Bass <laughs> Reeves, but whatever. Fuck but his name but, is. Will, yeah, but Will Reeves. This, this this type of thing also comes up. In the new Superman and Lois. Yeah, it does. Because Which um, is a fantastic the, show. And also, uh, a, a connection with what we've been talking about, why your alum, Chad Coleman, plays Bruno Mannheim. Yeah. And when he goes head up with Superman, he says, look, you took care of Metropolis. You ain't paying no attention to the hoods of Metropolis. I had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I came out of that better because of your lack of looking looking out for the people over here so fuck you like straight up he told, he's on superman fuck you straight to his face that but, is true that but chad coleman happen. chad coleman is playing the fuck out of that role Mind, i mean cuddy plays the fuck out of all of his roles quiet as kept he's an he's an amazing actor yes uh he was he was good in um he was good in the, the, expanse. Uh, the walking dead too and the expanse yes but Will is talking to Nelson and he's trying to get this nigga Nelson to believe him. And Nelson's basically like, boss me. Come have a drink and, and boss me. You gonna come over or what? These this, these nuts ain't gonna lick themselves. Yo, Chad Coleman is the voice of Coach in Left 4 Dead 2. Yes. The, the, the only cosplay that I will ever do. I, if I if I do a cosplay, I, I'm going as Coach for Left 4 Dead. Too. I and I even started working on my we ain't got time for this Ellis speech. Um from Lefferton too. <laughs> you know, I don't edit you out when you talk, but I think about it. Why would you need to edit me? Sometimes it's just like the fuck dog. I mean, it's the it's it's the only cosplay from a video game that I what kind of is coach. Is that the one that wore the yellow shirt? The the one that looked like he had an LS he was a coach he was the LSU it looked like an LSU um oh speaking uh, of LSU 
Not speaking of LSU, we're not going back into that. Did you ever actually hear the 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 E forty song with Grambling's band? Of course. You know how many people sent that shit to me when it first came out? I haven't um, heard it yet. What do you think? Brandon sent it to us. He did? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon was the second person to send it to me. He wasn't the last. I thought it was all right. Scrolling up. Because remember, I said he went to the school, and you, uh, you. Said oh yeah, yeah. So I was gonna talk with, I was gonna say something, and then you were like, "Yeah, he went to Grambling." And I had to answer. Yeah. And then I forgot about that yeah. part. It's when Rashani meets Scar. That's what that song is. I still haven't heard it yet. It's, it's our song. So this nigga Nelson in the midst of trying to convince Will to come over and suck his dick says to him, you are going to have to solve black unrest on your own. Yeah. You are hiding a child. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. Uh, Because technically he is. So Fred just happens to be standing right there as this nigga hangs up the phone. And this is something that we are missing in the cell phone era is the ability to slam a phone down until it fucking breaks. Just clack, 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 clack. You know what that reminded me of when you said that? So I was listening to Jamel Hill's podcast mm-hmm. and Bomani was on there and he was telling the story about in college, like when he was in college, when Equimini came out, it was the same day that Jay-Z Volume 2 came out and a couple other albums came out and like yeah, that was each, that was a big day. And each of the people in this quad went and bought like the the the, the album, right? So one person bought Jay-Z, one person bought Outcast, one person bought like I forget it was like black somebody, one of the black perks. One of the persons that have black before they name and rap. And it was someone else, right? So they all so they all could li- so they could listen to all the new albums, right? Because each of them could buy one. Mm-hmm. And he and then they were just like Man, like that's something we'll never experience again. And mm-hmm. so when you said like slamming your phone down, it's like something people will never experience again. It's like hanging up on someone, like like hanging up now is pressing a button. It used to be hanging up on someone, right? And and they did not know, and they be, hello, hello. <laughs> you hear that dial tone? There is no dial tone anymore. No, there's no dial tone, right? And so it just reminded me of that story of like th- things that see, like are rel- like are just re- like kind of stupid. But also, like, it's not the same. Like, when Beyonce drops an album in the middle of the night on Spotify, it's not the same as, like, the album coming out in stores and everyone going to grab it. Lining up for it. Like, the days of lining up for a video game are also over. My eldest son is the last of a dying breed in my family because he actually understands the joke. Have you talked to my homeboy, Tone? No, I used, to, I used to say talk to Boo. Okay, you're gonna have to run that one through for me. Click Boo. Oh, mine didn't. It didn't. It didn't go Boo. It went eh. But yeah, Tone. Everybody knew Tone. Hey, hey, talk to my homeboy Tone. You better not hang up on Click. Let's see. Let's see. What? Let's see. I'm I'm looking at what what came out that day. Black Star. Yeah, Black Star. That's Black Star, Brand Nubian. That's Arnaut. a big ass. That is a huge album. 
um, Jay-Z's Volume 2, Equimini, Tribe Called Quest, The Love Movement. All that shit came out on the, <laughs> on same, the same day. day. The, the same fucking day. That shit's that wild. shit will never happen again. Not like something like that. I mean, I guess it could. I mean, it would set Twitter on fire if it like would. Kendrick Lamar I mean, the, the and Drake last time, and someone else time, just came out of the album on the same day. The last time we did that is when um 50 Cent and Kanye 50 and Kanye. Yeah. That, that's the last time we had a day like that because everybody else will move their shit so we don't have we don't have the shit coming out on the same yeah. day. So, so it just reminded me that one question about the show too before you move on mm-hmm. is the white dude in this part of the story is he supposed to be the granddaddy of the cop who he hung in the future of Judd? Judd, uh, yeah. Like the guy who went like this, like the Cyclops guy. He he's supposed to be his granddaddy, right? I don't think so. So the officer says, that he ended up choking out, I don't, I don't know. We don't know if he had kids. No, so. he can't. He can't be because all of this happens in all of this happens in New York, and that dude was in Tulsa. True, but somehow he carried over to Tulsa. No, it's like he he figured. It's like he figured it out. Mm. It's like he figured it out back in Tulsa. Um. So Fred just having to be standing right there to rub salt and and Will's oh, wounds. Because, oh, I'm sorry. He figures it out because he sees the map with all of the different locations of the Cyclops cells, mm. which included Norfolk. I was like, "Why is Norfolk on this list?" You know why it's on and there? Norfolk and Williamsburg. You like, know why they're both on there, especially in those days. Don't act like it was always black, nigga. No, nah, it wasn't always black, but it was just kind of weird that those were on the list. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> I've been to both. No, it's not. I wouldn't have been surprised if Brunswick, Georgia was on there, too. Oh. Exactly. Anything cop county. Mm-hmm. And if I'm putting that in the same realm as those, I'm saying something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also saying something when a nigga from the South is like, ooh, this place is racist. You know who else is from <laughs> Cobb you know County? The big Ty- boss man. The big boss man. That's right. That makes sense. He's a cop. No, he's a prison guard. He, no, he's a correctional officer. Get it right. He's a yeah. prison guard from who wants to be called boss man. Big boss man. Mm-hmm. Balls. 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 From Cobb mm-hmm. County, Georgia. Yep, that's where they moved. That's where they moved the baseball team to to get them the fuck away from the city and the black people. Mm-hmm. Boss. They moved they moved the Braves out to Cobb County. <laughs> it's like we need to get this uh, uh, as far away from mass transit as we can. Wasn't there a wrestler that was from Stone Mountain, Georgia? Yes. Um it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um so it took my time. I can hear the I can hear Howard Finkel now. I looked it up and it says Jerry Blackwell. Um no, somebody it's recent. something, I don't, I don't, it's something I don't sooner than that. I mean it was like eighties and nineties. Oh well. Um I can't think of it. but yeah. 
He's like, he, Fred tells Will, look, man, I know every cop that's in this area because they, you know, they all are clanning for him. And so he's like, I ain't seen you around here before, but you must be here for some free steaks. So come on Jake to the, the warehouse with me. Yes. Jake, the Jake snake the Roberts. Snake. Okay. And so he's like, Hey, come on to the warehouse with me and I'll give you uh, my best meat for your, for your wife. Even though, you know, since you're black and I know how you people are, you're probably giving her more than enough meat on your own. No, nah, you're you going to give her the meat, but it's going to be fully cooked. Then he's like, don't I know you from somewhere? Because all y'all jigs look just alike. <laughs> that is a great racial slur, by the way. Jigaboos. Not uh, jigaboos, no, but jig. But jig is a great <laughs> racial slur. <laughs> My favorite. My favorite racial heard, slur. Did we? Did I haven't we, heard that. Did we call ourselves time. that? Didn't the black people call themselves that in school days? Yeah, but you know that was they made a whole they made a whole song about. It. Yeah, jigaboos and wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a wannabe, wannabe black like me. Also, Tisha Campbell got to sing a solo on that on that movie. But she also like licked Giancarlo Exposito's hair. I mean, if that's what it takes to get a solo, like be alone tonight, I had no, you got to consider it. That was back when she was still bad. Yeah. So, um, what the fuck are we talking about? Jigs. So, the best fucking racial slur against black people and white people, please don't try this at home. Moon cricket. What is that? <laughs> what is that one? I've never heard that. One. Remember, uh, remember in um, I think it was Jay and Solid Bob when he said he was trying to bring Porch Monkey back. I've heard <laughs> that one. But what what is Moon Cricket? What does that even mean? I have no fucking idea. No clue. But around 2014 on Twitter, Moon Cricket <laughs> became. Uh, I got it. Moon Cricket is a racial slur against black people. Okay. There's an actual band called Moon Crickets. I was lost in the dark. Luckily, the teeth of that Moon Cricket showed me the way. Oh, here it is. Derived from early slave times when black people would come out at night and sing slave songs under the moonlight like crickets. (laughs) In 2015, a basketball coach in Maine settled a law school lawsuit against him after he called two black players moon crickets. <laughs> moon crickets. I love it. <laughs> In 2017, the Facebook account of an Oklahoma police officer was allegedly hacked with racial posts featuring the slur moon crickets against NFL players who were protesting police brutality. Moon cricket. <laughs> you gotta go deep. They are going deep for that one. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a superhero though, <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> Maybe it's because Moon Girl, which I still haven't watched on Disney Plus yet. It's not. Is is it out yet? It's. I thought it was. I thought so too. I, I every time I go to Disney, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking yeah, for the Star I, Wars shit right now. I got. I got to go and watch. I'm waiting for Mandalorian to finish out, and I'm just gonna binge the entire season. Oh yeah, it I'm just, just came say- out. I'm I'm just gonna take I'm just gonna say this. D- there are three d- very special guests in the last episode: Jack Black, Lizzo, 
Oh shit. <laughs> Jack Black, Lizzo, and um, what's my man name from um from Back to the Future? Um Michael J. Chris- Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, okay. They're they're all special guests in the last episode. So and, and Jack Black and Lizzo are together. Okay. So Fred says all the moon crickets look just alike, and then Will shoots him in the motherfucking head. Then he goes into Fred's warehouse and shoots everybody in there. My man goes full on Grand Theft Auto Rampage. Like, man, listen. That that was just beautiful. I don't care what nobody said. I don't, I don't care who you are. That's beautiful right there, bro. <laughs> then he goes into a recording room where the cop that attacked him is doing a subliminal voice saying to hate black people, but not white people. And after you've attacked all the black people, then beat yourself up. So Will's about to shoot him, and then he's like, nah, and he chokes him out with the fucking microphone cable, the headphone cable, and then he pours gasoline on the pile of cops and Fred and burns them all up. He takes one of the cameras and watches the warehouse burn down, the same way he watched Tulsa burn down. And it reminds him of home. He then takes off his mask. Mask off. He gets home, and his son Marcus is putting on his makeup, so he screams at him and assaults him. And June yells at Will and says Will can never take his mask off. And she was hoping that it would fix the anger in him, but it didn't. They're going back to Tulsa. And Will's like, we agreed that we'd never go back there. And June's like, I didn't say you were going. So he looks at the noose again, which again, hooded justice. He kept the noose and the the, the wrist wrappings were from where he cut, where he was cut down from the clan tree. But he looks at the noose again, and then he goes to his memory of killing Judd. What I didn't understand was how this memory was in the bottle of nostalgia. Because it just happened. And she literally arrested him shortly thereafter and kept him close. And he was like, I need my pills. When she arrested him. Remember, the pills went away when he was with Lady True. And then after the car was dropped back off. The pills were there. That's when she got the pills when they were. When ah, the okay. Off. Okay. So he hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, how much time it takes to make these pills, but there was some time in between when that car was taken with him in it and when the car was dropped back off. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Judd says, um, he's trying to help you people. <laughs> and that the clan rub belonged to his grandfather. And Will's like, yeah, right, whatever, and does the Cyclops hand gesture and tells him, now hang yourself, using a manipulator, and Judd does. And Will looks happy as shit. Will looks, in this scene, like, uh, the fuck was Tico's uh, uncle's name in fucking Breaking Bad. But anyway, he looks like that nigga when he shits on himself. You'll see, Brandon. Anyhow. Then Angela sees her grandmother, June, who takes her home. Angela wakes up in the bed and has a thing attached to her arm, and Lady True is looking at her. Oh, hi there, says LT. Welcome back. And that's the end of the episode. Excellent episode of television. Very excellent. And Scar, I wish you had seen this when Twitter was going crazy over it. But do I? Should I? Because 
it seems it seems like something that would have Twitter ablaze. It did. No, I'm good. Not on a racism thing. Just have them ablaze. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find Tio Salamanca. Yeah. Tia Salamanca. When he shit, he just looks so happy to be sitting in that shit. So, Brandy, you got anything? Yeah, you inspired me to try something new in cooking. So, the other night, I made brown butter bourbon caramel bread pudding. Ooh. That sounds like when I made um, Jack Daniels peach whiskey barbecue sauce with glazed peaches. Yes, but not barbecue, but yes, it does sound like that. And it was, my wife says it was very good. So I'm, I, I, made, good. I made a brown butter apple topping that I could possibly put some crown apple into. And that might. Yes. And you, and you, and you know what we did, Rashani? We made caramel, but instead of using heavy cream, when you, after you burnt the sugar, we use bourbon. Okay. The caramel. I, um, I recently made um, some uh, uh, Almond Joy Rice Krispie Treats. Ooh. Just bang. It came out good. Good. And we used Brio's bread. Of course. Got to. I mean, that's also great for fucking French toast. Yes. Yes. I was having that one time I went to the store and they didn't have any, but it was a holiday. So uh, not too many stores are open and I had to settle for sourdough and it made horrible French toast. <laughs> That's all I got. Scar, you got anything? No, nah, not new dog. Just out here making these Rice Krispie Treats be just trying to perfect it. I'm making. Oh, I do got something else for Shani. Like okay. the bean. Like the bean. You know, you're a bigger Kings fan than I am, right? No, I'm a Clippers fan. You see what we did no, to your Lakers No, you're last a Kings night? fan. No, you're, I'm a Clippers fan. No, you're a, you're a Kings fan. You need to go ahead and admit that. As like much the bean. As, as much as you talk about unless, the Kings. Unless, unless, y'all, unless they play the Clippers, then don't like the bean. But other than that, like the bean. You're a Kings fan. Mm-mm. You could be a Kings fan. That's cool. I respect them for what they did. It's not like I fucking hate them. I like De'Aaron and I like Demonis and I like Keegan. I just don't like, they're not my favorite team. It's the same way I like the Charlotte Hornets, but they're not my favorite team. I was a Hornets fan when I was a kid because Larry Johnson was my favorite player. Nigga, did you see how much money Michael Jordan is going to make when he sells that fucking team? Yeah, because LaMelo Ball. He bought the team for like what 147 mil? Mm-hmm. And he's about to sell for 1.7 bill. That's gonna be more than that. Much more. It's gonna be more. Well, I think that's his share, is what Scar's saying. Because he don't own 100 percent of the team. He just has the majority state. So yeah, that's probably gonna be his share. So yeah. yeah. I mean, he bought it from Bob Johnson, who named the fucking mascot after himself. What would you do, Scar? I would not, because my name is Bob, I would not call the team the Bobcats. 
Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm on Twitter at uh, Ratchet Book Club. Um, you can uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. You can leave a review on uh, Spotify. It takes 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Good Pods and copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app and then put that onto Podchaser as well. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. Gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Everywhere that I go, be the same as Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.